when the motivation is gone, it's about being consistent till the motivation comes back. What happens when a United States Marine sits down and has a conversation with a clinical psychologist? What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Talking Crazy. I'm Demetrius Thigpen, also known as Meech Speaks. And the good brother standing next to me once again is Artavius Merritt, also known as RT. What's going on, bro? What's good, bro? How everybody doing? I hope everybody having a, a great week, man. Man, you know... As we sit back and jumpstart this week, you feel me? Wait a minute. You know, we can't even say that we jumpstart this week because the episodes get released in the middle of the week. You know what I mean? So as we get over that hump of the week, you know, one thing that's been on my spirit, man, like one thing that's been on my spirit is purpose, confidence, and stepping outside our comfort zone. Absolutely. You know? And and kind of in a different direction when I think about purpose, kind of in a different direction when I think about confidence. But it came up, man, because me and you both, we had, you know, we had a couple of big things happen recently. Yeah, bro. And if you don't mind, let's hear your big things. Oh, man. So so as everybody already knows, you know, I got an opportunity to be able to speak at the Martial Arts Center of Excellence as a guest speaker. Nice. What makes this big is, is that, yes, this is my place of business. Yeah. But I've only done it in, at the student level capacity as far as talking to mm. them. When they bring in guest speakers, it's usually somebody that has 20 years, 40 years, 50 years in the program. Okay. It's these people that are very high up there, colonels, master gunnery sergeants, big people that we read in our book or in our, you know, in our books about Absolutely. them, you know. So to get a call to say like, hey, like, thick man, like, do you want to be a guest speaker? Right. It kind of. It was, I was kind of taken aback, you know, because I've been a student, I've been on the staff, I've been in the audience, but to be up there as a guest speaker, bro, like I real, I will tell you that I was nervous. Man. I would, I've never, that's probably the most nervous that I've ever been in my entire life, man. Like I thought I was about to throw up. Man. And when I got up there, Mm -hmm. once again, knock it out the park. Come on now. Go crazy. You know, come on now. Right. But but it definitely was a relief just for the simple fact that I I never got I never thought that I would be speaking there. Mm-hmm. And to really put it into perspective, I remember when there I was at my lowest point, mm. you know, and I remember when I wasn't comfortable speaking or I wasn't confident speaking or I just really just didn't want to speak anymore, Ooh, okay. you know, and to be able to speak again because that was my first time speaking publicly like that in a very long time okay. or like in a very long time gotcha. and to speak like that again it, it just felt like it just came full circle mm. you know what i mean yeah bro how did how do you navigate because you know i i don't quote me people somebody comment if you guys want but um isn't public speaking like i think top th- th- three or top five things like the most scariest things in the world. So how did you develop that type of confidence to even be like, you know what, this is something that I want to do when it's among the top five things. That's the scariest in the world for all people. Man, to be honest with you, what's so crazy is, is that I used to hate speaking in front of people. Mm, Okay. You know, like I was very insecure about my voice. I felt like my voice didn't develop. Okay. You know, like I, I kind of felt like I hit puberty 
but my voice did. Okay. You know, and it didn't help that people would like get on the phone and I'd be like, hey, what's going on? And they'd be like, hey, can I speak to Demetrius? I'm like, this is Demetrius. <laughs> gotcha. And they'd be like, oh, no, I thought you were Della. You know how many times <laughs> I used to get mistaken? <laughs> Do you know how many times I used to get mistaken for a girl? Because I at one point I had hair. Yeah. So I had hair and my voice wasn't like that. So people used to think that I was a woman. Gotcha. And then everybody else around me, their voices got deep. Gotcha. Natu- and then you add in the, the other part of just being nervous and front of people so joining the marine corps i became a martial arts instructor and having to speak in front of people on a regular basis it built up my confidence Mm -hmm. and the crazy thing about that is is that what really got me into public speaking Mm -hmm. was i remember somebody you know people used to come up to me all the time be like big pain like you're really good at this and i used to just shrug it off dog like to be honest with you because i didn't really see any value or I didn't see any talent in it, you know, but people would come up to me and be like, wow, man, like what you said really resonated with me or what you said really hit me. And I'd be like, ah, whatever dog. Like, you know, I appreciate that. And I would just shrug it off. And I just want to take a moment, bro, because I don't know how many times people will just shrug off something that is just so natural to them. You know what I mean? And I think that we shrug it off because of the simple fact of how natural it is. Like you can have like this million dollar gift, like this powerful gift, but because it's so natural, it's almost like your shadow. It will go unnoticed. Absolutely. You know, and one day this, uh, I I spoke at a a leadership symposium and this Marine, she comes up to me and she started crying, bro. Like she started crying. Oh man. Dog, I was like, look, look, look. Now nah, I'm gonna keep it a buck though, because I'm used to making Marines cry. Like I'm, I'm I like, I ain't no stranger to that yeah. part right there, yeah. you know, you know. But not in that manner. Okay. I'm not in that manner. Okay. And she was crying, bro, like because she was like, what I had said really resonated because that's how she felt. Mm. And I walked away from that one, and I was just like, all right, well, I mean, you know, you might have a talent. Mm-hmm. You know, I still wasn't believing in it. Like I wasn't believing in it. It came, it finally came full circle or let me rephrase that. It finally just locked itself in when I got told that I was going to speak at a college. And at this college, bro, it was people that were CEOs. They had masters. They had doctorates. They, they, these were very successful men. And I was just a regular degular Marine. You know what I mean? I was just a regular degular Marine. And I remember hearing them speak. And, you know, they talked about something. They didn't really talk about anything that I would remember. I'm going to just be honest. I'm not saying that in an arrogant way. I'm just saying it in the most transparent way that I can. They never said anything that really sat sat at home with me. Oh, gotcha. So I got up and I spoke, bro. And for the first time, man, like I could see my words, bro. And I'm not exaggerating. Gotcha. I could see my words in the way that they were painting the room, like the expressions on people's faces, the way the room lit up. It was so crazy to see it happen. And then when I got done, people just stood up and they just started clapping. And I've never had like a standing ovation to anything, man. Like teachers ran up to me. One teacher told me, he was like, you just ignited a spark within me. And people started talking like they, like when I walked on stage, Mm -hmm. Nobody acknowledged me. Nobody acknowledged me. Even the people that were on the panel, they just looked at me like, okay, he's a Marine. When I got done, they wanted to know who I was. Mm. They wanted to know what I did. They wanted to know where I worked. They wanted to know so much about me. And it was so, it was, I left. I honestly, it was so overwhelming. I just got up and left, you know? And that's, I remember getting in the car, Mm -hmm. lighting a cigarette 
And I just started crying, bro. Like, I just started crying. Man. Because I finally realized, like, this was what I was, this was my gift. Right. And, bro, I think when I hear you say that, a lot of us don't always find a confidence in the things we love because we don't take the risks. You know, and if you mm-hmm. never would have risked getting up there and then trying something and trying it and trying it, you never would have developed that type of confidence. Like, I think um, in life, two things happen. Either we fail or we succeed. And either way, your confidence is going to be impacted by it. But the more you do something, the more you be mm-hmm. you will become confident in it. You know what I mean? And I think for you, I think even the growth, like we talk about it off camera all the time. And even then, like you said, the more you started to do it, the better you became. And that's what impacted your confidence. So a lot of times, some somebody out there right now feel like, man, maybe I can't. You just haven't done it enough. You know what I mean? When you mm-hmm. fell enough until you start winning, that's when you develop that type of confidence. Because I feel like with public speaking, the, the number one rule they give you, and I took a speech class in college because I was forced to because of, um, you know, my degree, the first thing they say is you got to do it as much as you can. You know what I mean? And that's how you're going to develop that type of confidence. So I'm, I'm proud of you, bro, for like just that opportunity. Cause like you said, even now I, I can imagine you probably see a difference from now you speaking from the first time that you spoke, you know what I mean? A hundred percent, man. You know, I remember, I remember speaking for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and Everybody was praising me, you know what I mean? Like, they were praising me. But then I also remember the first time somebody told me that I sucked. Gotcha. And, bro, when I tell you that that was such a crushing feeling, bro, because I swore up and down I knew I killed it. Mm -hmm. You know, I swore up and down that I knew I killed it. And I remember kicking something, and somebody came up to me and said, like, I mean, like, yeah, like, your pitch, your rate, those are all good, but you really didn't talk about nothing. Mm -hmm. And that sat on my spirit. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'll just, I'll be completely transparent, bro. I've also entered a speaking competition and lost. Gotcha. You know, yeah. like I lost in the, pol- I lost in the preliminaries. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't even make it into the final round. Yeah. And I lost to people that I knew that I was better than. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things where like, you know, it'll, it'll fuck up your confidence because ain't nothing worse than losing something that you knew that you should have won. Yeah. Like, in your spirit, you know, deep down, you should have won. But because of a last minute change, because you hesitated, yeah. because of, you know, a certain situation, you end up coming up short yeah. and you lose. It fucks your confidence up. Yeah. And I feel like those series of things, bro, like it made me not want to speak no more. Man. And I know that may sound childish, but I, I just didn't feel it. I just didn't really feel it anymore. Yeah. No, I think that's what a lot of people, I think the moment we're faced with adversity, we think that that's not our purpose or that's not our um our goal or our gift you know what i mean because adversity challenged that but i i always like to feel like especially with people that i work with the moment that you're starting to face the most adversity that's when you know that's your gift you know what i mean like a lot of times you know we look at it like damn, I supposed to be winning right now. But no, this is a part of your success. You know what I mean? A lot of times, like we say, people view that it's opposite of success. Like, all right, if I'm not winning right now, that means I'm losing. No, this is what's going to make you greater. You were supposed to lose that because that helped your work ethic. You know what I mean? And that's what made you into the monster you are today. That's why you get booked that amount of money that they book you for now to go speak because you failed 
so many times that you were like, I know what this feels like. So I know what type of work I has to put in to match my confidence. A hundred percent, man. Like, and I even go, I even say it, say it like this, man. Like the adversity is a reminder or, or it's a, it's a, how do I say it? it's a sanity check? Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's that check to say like, do you still want this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the adversity is a reminder to you. You know, the adversity is this, ah, dang, I wish I had the word, man. But when you receive that adversity, mm-hmm. you got to take a step back, man, and ask yourself, like, am I still deserving of this gift? Right. Because if the adversity stops you, yep. Then, then maybe you not, maybe you don't deserve Absolutely. it. Maybe you ain't supposed to be in it. Maybe you're not supposed to be doing no. it, you know? But if you get that adversity and you take the lesson from it and you still push it through, then you can't, there's nothing denying you anymore. No. My question for you, Dan, bro, because I feel like in this generation and in this age, people throw this phase around, bro. And I wonder, especially when it, when you speak about adversity, bro, of, What's purpose? What's walking in your purpose? Is that part of adversity to you, bro? Or what does that really mean when you hear everybody be like, oh, I'm walking in my purpose or I'm trying to find my purpose? What does that mean to you, bro? Bro, you know, I'll be lying if I said that I I, I wasn't guilty of saying, Mm -hmm. you know, find your purpose, serve your purpose. But I don't think I ever sat with that Mm -hmm. and actually asked myself, like, what is purpose? Mm -hmm. You know, like what, what does it mean to hear serve your purpose? And I almost feel like, bro, like we throw that word around, like we throw that phrase, serve your purpose around so much Mm -hmm. that now we're scrambling, trying to find something exciting in our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's almost like as if we're, we're trying to press fast forward on our lives to hurry up and get to the good part because we feel like we're not serving a purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think too, I think people confused to their gifts with purpose you know what i mean because i think a lot of times people have gifts and they look at walking as their purpose as that gift but sometimes it's the vehicle you know what i mean so sometimes you know your vehicle may be like you said for instance helping people you know what i mean so your gift is helping people but you may view it as like oh i have to do x y and z just to be considered helping someone instead of being like, no, actually it's like you said, guest speaking, it's comedy, it's this. So sometimes I think your purpose is just all about having the faith to walk and be true to who you are and figure it out as you go, where I don't think it's this cookie cutter of like, oh, my purpose is X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Because I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan didn't think like, oh, my only purpose is just to be this NBA player because look at the business mobile he is outside of there. So I think he had to develop and trust in himself and his values that, all right, I'm going to move to a place that is going to direct me in a path that I'm supposed to be headed. But I don't have to know. Like he didn't just say my purpose is NBA and that's it. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times we put ourselves in boxes by doing that. Mm, man, And I love that, bro. Like I love the fact that you say that, man. And I just want to say this real quick. Don't confuse your purpose with the thing that you're good at. Ooh, yep. You know, yep. and I'll say that one one more yep. time. Don't confuse your purpose with the thing that you're good at. Absolutely. A lot of times, man, like we feel like our purpose is the thing that we're good yep. at. You know, I could have been good at sports. Yep. That may not have been my purpose to go and play some type, play basketball or to play football. Yep. You know, I may be good at public speaking, yep. but maybe that's not my purpose. Just like what you said, it could be the vehicle. Yep. 
to get me there. Yeah. But it may not actually be my purpose. Absolutely. And a lot of times, like we will walk in our per we will walk in our we'll walk towards our purpose thinking that it's the thing that we're good at, not the need that we're serving. And yes. I really want and I think that's really what it is, man, is that purpose isn't necessarily this this object or this level of success. Purpose is fulfilling a need, whether that's with somebody, whether that's with a situation, whether that's in a scenario, you're going to serve a different purpose in different people's lives. And a lot of times, bro, like we will go different directions because we feel like we're not serving. that. Absolutely, bro. And I think that makes me think of something that I just said in one of my speeches, bro, is I said, I think oftentimes people move fast and they confuse it by moving correctly. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of people in this generation think just because I'm moving so fast, that means I'm moving towards my purpose when actually it's like you're not even moving correctly. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, if you're moving in the right direction, who cares how fast it takes for you to get there versus they're, they're, they're thinking, all right, just because I'm moving, that means I'm gaining momentum, which is it's not. You're moving in place. You know what I mean? And Whoa. I think, go ahead, bro. No, no, and I just wanted to interject, bro, because a lot of times, man, just like how you said that I may be moving fast and I could be serving my purpose. Yeah. You could also like, and I, because it's somebody right now that's listening that may feel like because I'm moving slow that I'm not serving my purpose. Fast. You know, and, and I feel like a lot of times, like we get caught up in seeing everybody else online, hearing that word, I'm serving my purpose. I'm walking in my purpose. And because everything is happening so fast for them that it must be correctly. And because everything is happening so slow for you, you must be doing it wrong. But you forget that we all on different timelines. Yeah. And we forget you that know? everything is not reality. You know, even salt mm -hmm. like sugar online. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times people will say, oh, oh, this person got this in X, Y, and Z, but they're faking it. You know what I mean? Like I see different perspectives of people because of my career, but I, the people that I see that have longevity is the ones that was like, no, it took me like two, three, four or five years just to get this thing off the ground. But once it got off the ground, man, you know, it's been running ever since versus the one person who was like, oh yeah, it was like an overnight success. Like those stories are very, very fucking rare. Like it's not that many people that make it overnight into something and they get it. It's the people that fail constantly at something that they truly love and they don't quit. And that's the ones that win long-term. Bro, man, like, and I just really want to just double back real quick because you said something that really stuck with me, man. And it, and it was along the lines of just because you're good at something mm -hmm. that don't necessarily mean that that's your purpose. No. And if you don't mind, bro, like I, I think you had an extraordinary <laughs> week. You know what I yep. mean? Like, like you ain't just going like one thing that you be doing <laughs> is, is that you you will toss me the ball. You feel me? Have me like you, you, you real good at assisting me to make sure that I get a three pointer. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But, but, but you are all-star player too. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, so go ahead, man. Just go ahead. Tell the people how your week was. Look, man, I'm a natural point guard at heart. So, you know, I don't have no problem. If, if, if you look good, if you make the shot, we all look good, but no, bro, I appreciate I that. that. Um, no, this week I actually got invited to guest speak when somebody backed out and it was a, a huge mental health event. And, um, I got, I got there to guest speak and y'all, I must say 
I, I love when you have people around you that love you and love your talents just as much as you do, if not more, because Meech is blowing me up, y'all. Like, he's more excited for this event than I am. And I'm just like, and he does that a lot. Like, Meech, if y'all don't know, Meech is the fucking glue to this fucking podcast. I must say, you need an engine to every fucking um, thing that you're doing, I, I, it's too many times I feel like people want all the credit for a lot of shit, and they want to be selfish, where I know my brother is the engine of this podcast, because he's doing all the stuff that people don't see, the little stuff, you know what I mean, the big stuff, like, so I'm so grateful for him, but also, just him being a friend, like, He's like, hey, man, what you going to talk about? Like, what you you need help and da-da-da. And for me, something that comes supernatural for me is being in front of a group of people and speaking about something that I know because of my confidence. And he's just like, bro, how did it go? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I did good. And then he like, no, you knocked it fucking out the park, man. You did amazing. And for me, I'm just like. Yeah, it's cool. They they asked me to um speak at multiple events coming down, and Meech was like, "So what you gonna do?" You know what I mean. And for myself, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, you sometimes you gotta have confidence to say no. And the reason I say that is because um I know I would not be as invested in this as somebody else, and I know how serious Meech takes it, and a couple of our other peers takes it. Where if I can't invest my time fully or I'm, my heart's not in it, it's not something that I like to do. And I think it goes back to what you said. Like, I try not to confuse what I'm good at with my gift or talents. Like, I know I'm super good at public speaking, but my heart is not in it. So it's one of those things where it's like, I, I told the person right then and there, like, yeah, I thank you so much for the opportunity, but my main focus is this number one podcast and my private practice, you know, and they respected it. And to me, she was like, bro, what the fuck did you just do? But sometimes, you know, somebody else's goal or gift is not yours. You know what I mean? For him, that would have been brilliant. You know what I mean? But for myself, it was just something that didn't align with my goals for myself. And that's something that I always try to be true to. And I think for somebody that's listening, don't always think having the opportunity is what's going to make you happy because could it have made me some money? Absolutely. But I don't think that opportunity could have helped with my own personal values. And that's why I say no. Man. You know, I just want to just take a moment, man, because I don't know who need to hear this. But if anybody just jumped in and just heard this conversation, one thing that you need to understand is, is that RT's not minimizing what just occurred, you know, because that could easily be misconstrued or for somebody who's living in this to be like, oh, man, I wish I could have had this because we get it's so easy to want to live your life through somebody else or to live through the opportunity that they got, you know. But to take a step back and realize that just because I'm good at it don't mean that that's my purpose. That's a certain level of confidence in knowing who you are that a lot of us, bro, like we just a lot of us still struggling yeah. with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because and and to be vocal about it, bro, like I give you your flowers because a lot of people would have just they would have just gave you a neutral answer, yeah. you know, like they would have just gave a neutral answer. But for you to say, I know what I want to do in life. Yeah. And although I may be good at this, I may be good at this. Yeah. This is not what I want to do. And a lot of people will, they will sacrifice what their, the joy of life yeah. 
to to do what they're good at because they feel like because I'm good at this, that this is something that I'm going to eventually love or I will grow to love this. But what's the point of serving your purpose, quote unquote, if you stop enjoying life? Absolutely. And I think another thing that a lot of people do, and I used to I used to do it a lot, bro. And I think it's something that I try to be conscious of now is I try not to extend myself thin where, you know, I know what I have on my plate and everything on my plate. I want to eat. You know what I mean? So it's one of those situations where I don't want to put too much on my plate that I know I can't handle. And I think a lot of times we do that where it takes away my energy from the things that I do care about and that I do want to grow. So I think sometimes, like you said, it's just about being honest and true to yourself to be like, look, this will be a little bit too much if I say yes. And I think a lot of times we all have to have a confidence to say no because we want to please everyone. Like we always want to seem like, oh yeah, I could do this. I could do that. But I learned very quickly that I know I have a certain size plate and if too much is on it, I'm not my best version. So I try to you know, I try to plan my life around what I know I have the capacity for. Man, I love that, man. I love that. And, you know, just to switch gears a little bit, bro, because one of the biggest things that is always on my mind is is confidence. You yep. know what I mean? Like, we, we, we talk about purpose, but, you know, as we switch gears and talk about confidence, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times, like, you know, for a lot of people, like, they struggle with confidence, yep. you know? And when you hear serve your purpose or you need to find your purpose, we scramble around in this hurry or this rush to try to find this purpose. But what it does to us is that it affects us on a confidence level because it feels like I'm not valuable because I'm not serving my purpose, Mm -hmm. you know. And and, and I say that, man, because there's somebody right now that's probably doing something that may not be the most popular thing. You know, it may not be the most popular career path, but they're serving they're serving a purpose yeah. but because they feel like they're not serving the purpose their their value in their self is going down so i i really want to ask this question real quick mm-hmm. do i have to achieve something to have confidence in myself absolutely not you know what i mean i think confidence starts with just self um perspective you know what i mean like how do you view yourself and if you view yourself as the greatest i feel like confidence is started i feel like it's fake confidence and it's real confidence i feel like the fake confidence comes for when you do accept things you know what i mean if you win so many times you get this type of hype around you where that's what you're you're driving yourself off of versus i love i love the confidence where even if you got zero dollars right now, you feel like you could go pull that girl. Even if you got zero dollars right now, you feel like I can have the number one podcast in the world right now. Even if I don't have a follower right now, I feel like I can be the best content creator right now. And I am the best content creator. So I feel like your confidence can't wave back or forth. Rather, you got zero of anything versus a million of something. You know what I mean? Like confidence is something on how do you perceive yourself? Like, do you really honestly think you're the greatest if you got nothing on? You know what I mean? No shiny shit. No, no, I'm not. I don't have to show my degree just to show that I'm educated. Like if you honestly feel like you're one of them, I think it's in you. It's not on you. You know what I mean? What about you? Nah, bro. Like, and I completely agree with that, man. In the lines of, you know, like I completely understand what false confidence is and what fake confidence is. But if I have to achieve something in order for me to feel good about myself, I feel like that that's just absurd. You know, if I have to, 
you know, get a thousand views or a million views on a video to know that my video is good. I feel like that's absurd. You know, I feel like if I have to be applauded or to get a standing ovation to know that I got a talent in something or to feel good about what I just said, I feel like that's absurd. Mm -hmm. And to, I say that because at some point, man, like I got to believe in me. You know what I mean? Like, I got to believe in me. Like, before anybody else is believing in me, I got to believe in me. Like, I got to have this confidence about myself. Like, yes, I got a a million-dollar podcast. Yes, I got a number-one podcast. Everybody just ain't heard it yet. You know? Yes, I'm a great speaker. Everybody just ain't heard me yet. You know? And, And I feel like a lot of times, man, like, we struggle with this confidence because we base our confidence on the things that we achieve. You know, so if you don't feel like you're achieving anything because I and I and I say that one loosely, if you feel like you're not achieving anything because there is achievements in the little things, you feel me like there's achievements in the little things. But when we feel like we're not achieving anything, then we feel like our value starts to decrease. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's when you realize if you true or not to yourself, bro. And if you don't mind, I like to share a little story, bro. So the only the only reason why I'm going to share this is because this guy did go p- public and he did say, you know, he had a life coaching and wind up turning into like, you know, a friendship over the years after he graduated and stuff. But, bro, it was a guy that sold hot dogs in New York. And, bro, he, he his hot dog stand was outside of a lawyer's office. You know what I mean? And he remember trying to talk to a girl. And the girl was like, I'm not about to talk to a hot dog, man. I need a, I need one of these lawyers or something. You know what I mean? And for him, a lot of people would be like, damn, she just hit his ass with something. He was making more than the lawyers was making just from his hot dog stand. And he never once mm-hmm. went to try to, hey, look, I, I got this, I got that. He was like, you know what, you're not the one for me. But I said to say, it's more people that will judge somebody for working at a hot dog stand, but he making more than a lawyer is making, but nobody wants to do that job or have that title. We're so concerned about titles, but you'd rather be a lawyer making 20, 30,000 less than a hot dog maker. And I think that's where confidence comes in with is more people have more confidence with their title or what they achieve than what they actually are. Oh man. God. Ooh, 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 that was good. That one was good, man, because I feel like a lot of times, bro, and I completely agree with you, you know, we get so caught up and we our our value is based off of how everybody else is seeing us. You know what I mean? Like the guy at the hot dog at the hot dog stands, he probably bringing in a thousand dollars a day, you know, a thousand dollars a day, making more than the lawyers that are in the bit in the building, you know, that everybody's glorifying. But because he at that hot dog stand. You know, and, and then you can easily, you can easily take a step back and be like, well, I'm just a hot dog, man. Yeah. You know, nobody ain't going to want yeah. me. But when you believe in yourself and you really know how good you are, yeah. you really know how powerful you are, what you truly are bringing, yeah. bro, like it's, it, 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 it resonates differently yeah. because you're no longer worried about what other people's thinking of you. Yeah. And I got to say that, man, yeah. like stop allowing people to determine your value. Yeah. 
You know, stop allowing people to tell you how you're supposed to look or how much you're supposed to be worth or how you're supposed to feel about yourself. You got to be able to look in the mirror and be able to tell yourself that you the shit, that you're great, that you're going to be able to achieve whatever you want. Bro, and to piggyback on that, a lot of times I know a lot of people, they search for validation through people that's not even validated. Hmm. Like, it's just mm, as simple again, as man. that, bro. They search for validation through people that's not even validated. You know what I mean? Like, the people that you guys are seeking validation for is not even validated in their own career path. You know what I mean? There's so many fake um, success stories made. You know what I mean? That we're looking for somebody to give us a stamp of approval instead of believing in ourselves. And that's where confidence comes in and be like, I know who I am. I know what I'm about and I know what I'm true to. And as long as I know that, I don't give a fuck what version of me is in your story. Mm, bro. Like, you know, like I love the fact that you bring that up, man, because of the simple fact that that goes into because you remember like you remember how I was feeling about like our, our Instagram, yeah. yep. like how we lost all those followers. Yep. yep. And I was trying to explain. I was explaining it to you that everybody that was following us, most of these people were bots or inactive or fake accounts. Yep. And I love the fact that you bring that up, man, that, you know, so many people want to be validated by people that are not even validated, yep. you know, yep. and. It's so easy to sit there and say like, oh, well, you know, like we have this large number of people. But when you look at it, most of this is shit, you know, but to have confidence, it's like, nah, bro, like I know we got good shit and it deserves to be in front of real people, not not in front of not not for this big ass number, this big fake number. No, like it deserves to be in front of real people. And that that really resonates with me because that was something that I had been thinking about. Absolutely. And I think, bro, I think for a lot of people, they, they fall into that. I, I, I know more people that would rather have a million fathers than a thousand dollars. Ooh, you know, I do too. Yeah. So I think for a lot of people, the validation to be seen and have the attention or to, to, to have people say, I have these many people watching me. It doesn't translate to money. You know what I mean? And I think for us, if we had 200 people give us a dollar, that's $200 versus if we had uh, uh, 2,000 people just watch us. You know what I mean? And I think it goes to the hot dog story of he knew what he was about because he knew what he was bringing in. To somebody that where we come from, it might be like, that's one of the biggest hustlers in the city. You know what I mean? Like, if he didn't have to pay for the lawyer's degree and he didn't have to have, he don't have any debt. You know what I mean? And yet, he's making the income. So sometimes, your career path or what you're doing in life, your life path, may not make sense to everybody and that does not mean you're not validated that just means you're unique oh bro and i'll just say this one right here as we come to a close to the episode but don't let somebody tell you how you supposed to live your life when they're afraid to live their own that's good you know what i mean and i'll say that one one more time you know don't let somebody tell you how to live your life when they're afraid to live their own facts it's so many people out here, man, that'll sit there and tell you how you supposed to do things, how you supposed to conduct yourself, how you supposed to act, but but they're afraid to step out of their comfort zone. Yeah. They'll tell you to follow the dream that they wish they would have followed. Yeah. They'll tell you to seek the opportunity that they wish they would have gotten. Yeah. So I can't stress this enough, man. Stop letting these people tell you how to live your life when they're afraid to live their own. All right. And with with that being said, bro, I think that ties into our scenario for the week. 
Um, oh man, we ain't doing last week, yeah. so I'm excited. So the scenario, bro, is somebody wrote in and they said, um, the the people that surround me does not believe in um, the dream that I have for myself, but I believe that it's going to work. But I doesn't, I don't have the support. How should I operate? Man, I would, I, I would tell a story and I'll keep it short because that actually happened to me. Okay. When I enlisted in the Marine Corps in 2009, nobody believed in me. Okay. I couldn't find a soul that would believe in me. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, and one thing that I really want to tell you, tell people is, is that sometimes it may not be that they believe in you. They, it's, it's not that they don't believe in you. They don't believe in the situation that you're in. Yep. They don't believe in the scenario. Yep. You know? They don't have the experience to be to say that it's a good idea or to feel like it's a good idea. Yep. So a lot of times like people are basing what they know about something yep. off of their opinion that they're a lot of times their opinion is based off of what they know about something. Yep. And regardless of the situation, mom did not agree with it, brother didn't agree with it. Nobody agreed with okay. it. The neighbors tried to rip up my papers, you know, yeah. like, you know, crazy stuff like that. Yeah. I enlisted. Mm. That was 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. 14 years later, I can't find anybody to talk me out of getting out of the military because everybody believes of how how good it's it's done for me. Yeah. And I say that, man, because of the simple fact that a lot of times, man, like people ain't going to believe in mm-hmm. you. They ain't, bro. Mm-hmm. Especially if they've never done it. No. You know, think about where we come from, bro. Like Detroit, Michigan, you know, there's not a lot of opportunities. Well, let me rephrase that. There's not a lot of things that, you know, are separating us from each other. Most people graduate high school, try college, drop out of college, you know, and end up working at the plant, you know. A lot of people, you know, either are going to go to Macomb Community College, yep. they're going to go to Wayne State, they're going to go to Michigan, you know, they may go to Eastern, yep. but but how many of them are walking away with a degree? Absolutely. You know, not that many people, and that's not nothing to take away from, it's not, yep. but they know more dropouts that are semi-successful. Yeah. No. That's why it was easy for them to do. It. Absolutely. They don't know that many people that completed college Absolutely. and saw on the other end. Absolutely. So sometimes, man, people give you this advice, bro. Like they give you this advice, but they're only giving you this advice based off of their worldview. Mm-hmm. And that worldview may be this small. No, perfect. Perfect. And I think just to piggyback on that, bro, like you said, a lot of times people project their own fears and lack of expectations on you. You know what I mean? So I think the best advice that I could give to anybody in that situation is um, just keep moving. Keep believing in what you believe in and keep going until they do, because a lot of times they can't see it from your perspective. And two, you prove sometimes like what you were saying, Meech, they, it's not that they don't believe in you. They don't believe in what you're trying to accomplish. So once you do, that's what you bring in. I love that, bro, man. And with that being said, man, we can close this episode out. Hey. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this episode because this podcast deserves to grow just as much as we do. Check the show notes. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, and we will see you next week.